Welcome to the Winter Circle Podcast. So today we had the opportunity of uh, being at the GQ Palace today. It's a pop-up event being hosted today. And we're going to start off interviewing Paris Gold. How you doing, Paris Gold? Hi, how are you guys? Thank you for having me. No problem, man. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, my name is Paris Gold. I'm a singer-songwriter from is, West Africa. Is that your real name? Um, that's my stage name. Stage name? Yes. I, I, I thought Paris Gold was your real name. I got to say this Paris Gold. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's dope. At least, I mean, hey, that's good. But no, it's my stage name. Okay. Um, I'm a singer-songwriter from West Africa. Um, I write songs. I write for other artists, things of that nature. I'm overall a musician and a baby producer in training. <laughs> awesome. So how long have you been in the music industry, in the music business? Um, let's say I laid my first voice, I laid my voice on the track 2014. 2014. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Do you know what I was doing in 2014? <laughs> what? Just video games, playing football. Like, uh, I did not think about entrepreneurship. It's funny. I was just talking to my cousin about that. Um, when I started my business this year, um, I kind of like was on social media like, hey guys, let's work together, let's do this, entrepreneurship is cool. Mm -hmm. But then I realized I'm kind of late to the party. Yeah. Right, right. So tell us a little bit about, you know, 2014, how was that like for you? What were like the beginning stages like? I was in high school. <laughs> I was in high school and um, we had a team at the time, like a group of friends of mine. And they always used to go to like the music room. And fortunately enough, um, the music room had a recording studio. And so like um, they go in there, record, record, record. And then one day they were like, hey, you know, we got the song. We want you to do something on there. But apart from that, we always just rap together. And so they're like, okay, we want you to come in and um, just do something on the song. So you know me, me being me, I like took it so seriously. I'm like, okay, I really got to write bars. I got to come in there and come hard. And that was like trap music at the time. So I wrote. Trap music. Oh, yes. Real trap shit. Okay. Oh, oh yes you know I, I, I'm very like I do anything I really do like when I so say were that. you the rapper or were you the singer oh. I was the rapper like I started out rapping rapping yeah I wow. did and so I really got in there I was like your mother not touch you well like I really like went in and so I was like okay I, I like this I want to do this I really want to do this okay so tell us about the you know the, the steps after that what made you, I guess, because I know you mentioned to me um, that you performed in Sierra Leone at a young age. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that. Like, how did 2014 to you going inside of a piano room or classroom to rap <laughs> to going official with it? Like, tell us a little bit about that journey. Well, okay. So after high school, I was like, you know what? I really want to take this seriously. And so literally, it's almost like God was just waiting for me to say that. So he just immediately, like, as soon as I said that, I was in college, actually, I was in class. So manifestation? Not manifestation. It's almost like tapping into your destiny. Mm. I won't say manifestation. It's like something of, he was just waiting for me to, like, oh, this is what Speaking you do. Yeah, like, just tell me, you know. And so immediately, like, I said it in classroom to a friend of mine that we actually went to the same high school. Mm -hmm. I said, you know what? I'm looking for a producer. I don't know what sparked that conversation in me. I want to, you know, record a song or put out a song. And then he's like, okay, cool. Literally before the day was over, he got a producer on the phone. 
at 3 p.m. I will never forget this. It was outside of PG Mall. After school. After we got out of class, because I was wow. going to PG at the time, mm -hmm. the PG in Heightsville. Right. And so, it's like right there, it, yeah, right across the street, there goes the mall. We we're getting food, and after that, he's like, "Oh yeah, um, I have a producer on the phone, and you guys can go meet him tomorrow." Wow. Literally, and this was a Wednesday, and so I went and met him on a Thursday, and we recorded our first song together. And I was like, you know what? I really want to do this. I like this. Yeah, I do. And it was it was just a, it was a it was something that felt like it was mine. Hmm. You know, something that I could express myself without feeling, you know, um, insecure about or feeling like, you know, people go what people have to say. It was just something I could be my rawest and truest form. And so like from there now I took about two years writing and recording with my producer you mm. know getting to know each other understanding how we both work together and we were just having so much fun making so much music right literally like a heavy body of work and after that 2017 um so some 2014 2017 we decided to you know what we're gonna put out some music let's do it yeah and we put out Jatem and Jatem had over 50k on SoundCloud wow yes SoundCloud yes tell us a, a little bit about Jatem like what, what what was that uh song about and like what, what were you feeling at the time when you made that song so Jatem means French um Jatem in French means I love you okay and so um it came about because he had did like a freestyle in the studio and he just your producer yes he okay. did and he just just did like some type of je t'aime je t'aime c'est toi baby c'est toi woman but it that was just it and so for so some like reason yeah just a hook but i got in the studio a freestyling by the way okay. and so yeah literally je t'aime is an entire freestyle it's just a well put together freestyle and so he had this beat going on and i just started freestyling saying words and then i added on his hook and was like je them je them like and i just added it on there and it became a song mm. so i finished writing and we finished um putting it together arrangement put it out and it was successful awesome so after Jatem, you got 50k on soundcloud yes now what's up i know you're feeling yourself you're like look we gotta make more music <laughs> like, like so what's up so what's next um not really feeling myself but i was just like you know what i just want to keep going it's fun you know what i'm saying period and and so I, um, so then next we put out feelings, and feelings was kind of different because it was um, like R and B Creole but Afro mm. beats, and and that's the thing I love about me, and not me in sense, but my gift. Let me be honest. It's because I can do anything in a sense. Like if I want to take this, this, that, and put it together, it just works out well. And so I was like, you know what, well, I want to make some type of R&B, Afrobeat, um, but still in the range of, you know, African, you know, Sierra Leone, but just a vibe. So um, so we came about with um, feelings and, you know, I know mix, you know, it was like a song for the ladies. Okay. And basically meaning like, don't mix me in what you're doing. Like, I know mix Panandi. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't mix me there. Right, right, right. And so it was a vibe. People caught on to it to know that it was a little different. And then, you know, going on, started putting out dance records. And that year, actually, I dropped out. I think I dropped um, Excuses. Okay. And so Excuses was a huge song in my country, actually. Sierra Leone, if you guys do not know, I'm Sierra Leonean. Um, Excuses. Salon we day. <laughs> yes, Excuses came out. We had, like, a whole prom uh, promotion for it and things of that nature. And um, 
I was able to perform at NEA Awards, um, SLEEDU Awards, I okay. think, yeah. Not NEA, SLEEDU. And so I was able to perform that Sierra Leone DJ's Union. So it was like a huge thing at the stadium. And it was tons of people, and I was so tired, <laughs> but I had to keep the show going. And it was just such a privilege because it just turned out so well. Awesome. Yeah. So about the Sierra Leone performance, yeah. tell us about that. Okay, so um, basically it was, how can I say it? Like, imagine, <laughs> imagine almost thousands of people just gathered around and you guys are performing and mind you this is at 4 a.m and in I had, the morning it's early on i had just hopped off a flight wow i and had i had a 24-hour flight and that was my worst travel experience ever wow. i was flying through morocco and um literally as soon as i hopped off the plane i got home i went to soundcheck went to soundcheck got from soundcheck came back got ready for the show after getting ready for the show mind you the traffic to get into stadium it's almost like an hour Bruh. traffic just to get into because of so many people people right and so it, like for safety hazards and things of that nature almost an hour to get in and so we're there we're trying you know we're trying to hurry up do things so people are going on stage it was just a vibe like it was a good time i never thought that people would actually listen to my song like that in sierra leone and that's what i wanted to ask you like how did you say thousands like a stadium like full. a stadium I'm sir like, i'm like and how old were you at this i was like what <laughs> 19 or 19. 18. 18, how 19 you, or 20. Like around that. 18 so to 20. 18 I'm, to 20? Yeah, 18 to 20. I'm not sure. So how did you gain the publicity, the brand awareness for people to just be like, Paris Gold is coming into town. It's 4 a.m. Fuck it. We about to go listen to her, you know, perform. <laughs> yeah. Like, how did that what happen? Um, okay, so thank God at the time I was working with the team. And, um, you know, they were able to do a lot of groundwork before I got there. Um, but apart from that, though, I feel like when you just have... I feel like when you're authentic in your craft, mm. it's like people gravitate towards that, you know? And I'm just blessed, to be honest. It's not by my doing or anything. Not that I have, like, you know, a big, what you call, behind me. It's just the grace of God, if I'm really being honest. And so, like, it shocks me every time when people are like, I love you, I love you. I'm like, me? Oh, thank you. <laughs> I get, like, nervous a little in my shell because it's a privilege. So, I don't know how, but people just, you know, gravitated towards what I was doing, and it was a new movement and i wasn't trying to be nobody i wasn't trying to sound like nobody but me you okay. know okay so, yeah. okay uh, you're the og come on now og <laughs> so now that you perform in sierra leone you have all these singles out 50k on soundcloud you know 19 and popping <laughs> what's next for you like what were you thinking at this point like i gotta go into that more international global like what's next my approach had always been international that has always been my my focus that's always been the the thesis of my vision was to take serial music internationally period so it didn't matter how i did it or what i did it's just it has to be international and again like i was born in sierra leone but raised over here mm. so i definitely have that different you know best of both worlds right. to put together and so um i decided you know what we're gonna keep working and um i was able to write a record called blocklist 
and we were. Tell us about that record. Ah, uh, yeah, that blacklist is like, <laughs> um, it was. We were all in the studio basically, and uh, my producer was making the beats, and I was having a conversation just like how we are right now, and I was like, you know what, you know, I'm gonna put you on the blacklist. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> literally, like we were literally having. I think the guy said something to me. He's like, "Oh, Paris, I don't want you to block me," and I'm like, uh, "I'm gonna put you on the blacklist." So as the beat is going. Then we just started, I'm going to put you on the block list. list. Stop pulling up my phone. You need to leave me alone. That's literally how that came about. And we just built the song and wrote the song top to bottom. He put his verse in and it was a great song. Awesome. Yeah. So as far as like your creative process, for those individuals who want to tap into music or I guess want to know or or at least get a glimpse to what it takes mm -hmm. or what to do. Mm -hmm. uh, tell us a little bit about that. Like, how do you prepare to, to make music? Because I know mostly what you've been saying is it's been happening organically, yeah. but I know it's mainly meditation before you head into the studio. So tell us a little bit about your creative process. Um, my creative process, to be honest, I can be anywhere and just get inspired, you know what I'm saying? Whether it be situations in my life, whether it be something I just want to talk about, something I just want to express, or how I feel. I mean, it can be anything. Like, like I tell anybody, like, you have to figure out what your gift is. You know what I'm saying? Like, my gift is I can make a song out of anything. Literally. Like, you can give me orange juice and tell me to make a song. I will make a song about orange juice facts like so you just have to figure out what your you know your gift is and understand that and tap into that and you know just your your truest form but you have to be happy at the same time I feel like happiness allows you to be as creative as possible um, because a lot of my career well like almost four out of yeah a lot of songs in my career it was emotional songs and I just realized like come on now like can I be happy so I just tap into that so however you're feeling you know that's definitely a tool to express and another way is just being true to yourself you know almost look at it like you're talking to people or you're talking to another version of yourself mm. or that version that you want to see of yourself or what would this person say you know what would uh, that person of you say so I mean it, it, it really you know it's just a gift to be honest and I'm grateful but that's how my creative process comes around it's very any moment, any time, I could be sitting here, I get a song, I go write, I go record, put a little voice note. I mean, whatever comes to it. Okay. Yeah. So for those individuals who don't have it as naturally as you, <laughs> give us like some tips and tricks that, that can help somebody tap into the creative process. Maybe is it like um, writing down, you know, yeah. lyrics before you head into the studio, mm -hmm. you know, little things like that. What are some, you know, unique things that you use that help you out when making music? Definitely what I would advise um, practice. Okay. Practice. Nobody is born perfect. Like I will not even lie to you. Nobody. You're not automatically a Grammy winner when you, when you're born. Like let me just be honest. Of course the gift is there, but you have to cultivate it. You know what I'm saying? So if you are a writer, I'd advise little little things, like really catchy things that just come in your mind. Write it down in your notes. I mean, if you have a melody or something that you hear voice note it you know and put it together when you have time you know piece it together and you know um things watch i feel like surround yourself with things that make you inspired mm. i feel like that really is the key to the, the type of artist that you become you know what are you going to talk about what is your brand what are you standing for like what do you want to say like because i don't want you to because music is very important by the way mm -hmm. music is 
um, how can I put it? It's a note in every human being subconscious, mm. whether you know it or not. And so you as an artist owe a responsibility or have a responsibility of what you're going to put out there. So you want to be very specific or very mindful of what you're going to put out there. I mean, we all have fun. We're all here to live, you know, and, and, and enjoy. But always remember that what you're doing is so much powerful than just you. Because people can hear. I've heard people say, wow, I can't believe you did that. You know, that really motivated me. Wow, that's what I was going through at the time. Wow, like this song makes me feel so happy. And so it's, it's really, you know, a blessing. So like I said, again, have notes, record your melodies, put it together right before you get in the studio, pray. I mean, <laughs> a lot of things. So just whatever floats your boat, you know, no milk before you get in the studio. No milk, guys. No milk. Please. What about spicy food? I be eating spicy You know what I'm saying? Food. Spicy food, clear Open up, up the... Yeah, you know, you know, your vocal cords, but no mucusy stuff, <laughs> please. You will sound like a frog. <laughs> awesome. So now, as far as, like, you know, being up to current, to date, tell us a little bit about what you got going on now, what's next for you, what's in store, what we got to look out for or watch out for. All right. Well, if you guys do not know, this year I dropped a couple of records. I dropped um, Ja Cover Me. I dropped um, One Day and Cassava Leaf that everybody loves. Um, and I'm about to release, actually, uh, one of the biggest records I've ever released in my career. Um, it's called Shake and Go. Okay. It's produced by a South African producer called DJ Katsiko. <laughs> hey, shout out to DJ. <laughs> Katsiko. There you go. Because I was definitely going to, you know, mispronounce that. Uh, yeah, yes. it means catfire, actually. I asked nice. him what it means. And so he is a very renowned producer. Um, he produced um, Amavele Bu. Um, um, oh, oh wow. yeah, like really dope. He's such a down-to-earth person. And so we worked on something, a great record that's coming out. And I cannot wait for everybody to hear it. And so it's just a privilege, honestly. I'm working on a lot, uh, possibly an album. <laughs> okay. Possibly an album. I'm just doing a lot, honestly. And I just want to... I want everybody to just be prepared because I'm just like getting my feet wet, you know, nice. six years in the business, I'm six years, I'm about to be seven, getting my feet wet and I'm really about to do some things. I feel you, I feel you. <laughs> awesome. So from Sierra, well, from United States to Sierra Leone and now yeah. we're in South Africa. Yeah. And then you got cassava leaf coming out. Cassava That's, leaf is out already. It's, it's already ah, out. Too nice, thick nice. like cassava leaf. Come on, you gotta go get into it. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I'm definitely missing it. Guys. I lied. I listened to it already. <laughs> I, probably, I I got it on my playlist. <laughs> but also, man, thank you so much, Paris Gold. If there's something that you would like to leave the audience, uh, what would that be? Um, leave the audience with. What would that be? Um, guys, we're in the midst of a pandemic. Wear your masks, please. Drink your orange juice. You know this is video, right? You can't tell people to wear their mask so you don't get your mask on. Well, first of all, sir, I mean, look at this drip. I mean, I couldn't <laughs> wear a mask over this, you know what I'm saying? But I definitely will when I leave here. And guys, I'm just teasing. We make sure we took our temperatures and everything beforehand yeah. so we're good to go. Yeah, but just wear your mask. Be safe. You know, um, be kind to one another. We are going through a lot this 2020 individually and as a collective. So I feel like um, it's really important that we are all one. You know, when you see somebody, help somebody. Be nice. And um, I love you guys. Happy holidays. And yeah, Too Thick Like Cassava Leaf, the big bad girl from the 232. I'm out. <laughs> awesome. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the Winter Circle Podcast. Thank you for having me.